And now, another cup of... The London Fog. All right. Welcome. We're back. Again. Did you miss us? I know. <laughs> to another cup of the London Fog. Feels like it's been ages. <laughs> I know. Kate's house edition. We're trying a new location. Yeah, let us know what you think. I know. Is it better? Is it's it worse? A... Do you not care? Right? You're like, <laughs> I hear zero difference. But we're drinking a little more tea this time. We are, because it's been a long day. And there's just something about a nice cup. What are we drinking? Earl Grey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Earl Grey with a little honey. Well, honey from a dad's house. Oh, My dad yeah. is just... He's a classy man. I mean, he wears little bow ties, a hat. He's got a beehive. He's got a beehive. And so we have, like, fresh honey. So I steal this, yes, from home. (laughs) (laughs) Then I put them in, like, those Nalgene, like, plastic bottles, like, 32-ounce bottles. So it's 32 ounces of honey that weighs, like, 15, 20 pounds each. And then I wrap them up and I shove them in my suitcase. That's a lot of honey. Well, and I only can take them home in one, you know, setting because it's 20 pounds, you yeah. know? Um, and I bring it here because it's delicious. It's true. It's really, really helping my tea right now. The taste of home. <laughs> and should we, I think we need to let everybody know that also we're, this is our new baby. This is our new baby, oh, Mike. Yeah. We were borrowing a mic before. And now we have our own. And now we have our it's own, very guys. Cute. It's kind of a light gray. <laughs> I know. It just looks so professional. I feel like we got it on a hang mic. You know, I'm going to take a picture of it and post just it let people on know. our Instagram. In so this that moment. people can. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Yeah. This is our beautiful mic. I know. <laughs> and this is us taking pictures while recording the podcast. Yeah, so follow us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, and all of the exciting features that we leave there. Little tidbits. Yeah. The London Fog podcast. Good gossip. Little royal sprinklings of joy that they bless us with. Or maybe just pictures of us. <laughs> or just pictures of us. And your dog. Oh, yeah. Super I need to post dog. one of those. <coughs> She's our mascot. 1,000%. So I'm actually getting off of this terrible cold like over it so if I cough or like I just have a terrible wheeze in the middle of this like an asthmatic then I will laugh at you I know and everyone else can plug their ears (laughs) I'll be like Leah's such a terrible person oh my gosh okay well I'm excited to talk about a scandal scandals (laughs) British scandals uh, I can't remember who went first. I think you should go first. Okay. Because I feel like yours might be kind of a downer. Mine is not that much of a downer, so... <laughs> um, you're probably right. Mine... The more I got into it, the more I just, like, realized that this thing has just been going on forever, and it will not stop, and something about that, it's... A downer. Of, right? A big downer. <laughs> but what you gonna do? Okay. Well, then I'll get started today, guys, letting you in on our British scandals. Mm-hmm. You know, before we even start, yeah, uh, British watched- people are just pretty scandalous. I mean... You've been watching Downton Abbey. That's oh why she thinks Oh, my that. gosh. <laughs> guys, so I got sick. And, Leah, I freaking 
I don't know what happened. I don't know why you weren't watching it before. I used to, like, secretly stream it from, like, I would get, like, a UK, what's it called? What, I don't know. I like, don't know. IP address. Yeah. A, UK, a UK IP address so that I could stream it Stop before it aired. loser. Here. Why? No. Um, no, that means I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it means I'm dedicated. Uh, I found Downton Abbey in the depths of my illness this past weekend, and it is everything I want in life. I mean, it is... And she's only on season two, and she already thinks that. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm sure everyone listening has watched the whole thing, Oh, so yeah, and, like, We know what times. you're in for. And everybody's, like, <laughs> totally into it, and have talked about it, and I was always very confused how both men and women got into this show. It's totally a chick show. Not yeah. even a chick show, like an old lady's like during the day and she puts on her soap operas. It's a big soap but opera. I feel like I don't know men our age who were into it, do you? Well, because like my grandpa was super into it. <laughs> but like um, I remember hmm. being in college and there was a couple of guys that were straight that were definitely into the whole like I wonder what's gonna happen with Downton Abbey. But also I feel like it's one of those shows where like you can sit around and watch it with your whole family. Like, we used to watch it at Christmas with, like, my grandparents and everyone. Right. So even if it's, uh, like, not a show that a dude would be like, I'm just going to watch this on my own. It's, like, a show you can watch with your mom and there's nothing, like, so embarrassing. Not that just be, like, boobs. It's not like watching Game of Thrones with your <laughs> yeah, mother. Yeah, that's, let's not know? do that. Yeah. Moms, dads everywhere. Never watch Game of Thrones with your <laughs> children. children. <laughs> Bad advice right there. Uh, Speaking so, of scandals, okay, anyway, no joke. I'll let you get to it. <laughs> no, no, we're definitely still on Downton just for two more seconds okay, because okay. I haven't, and here's the thing, I just haven't talked about it with anybody because who wants to talk about Downton Abbey now? So I'm going to force people to listen about it now. Mm. There you go. But see, it's been so long that like, I kind of forgot what <laughs> I happened. I know, and that's kind of them. Um, I, we just yeah, need I this resurgence yeah. so people will talk about it yeah. with me. Everybody watch it. We'll have a Downton Abbey watch along. <laughs> right? So, yes, I mean, I've been binging, so I'm already into, like, the second season. But, I mean, I, I don't know. It's definitely already taken a turn where I feel like the writers are all like, what other crazy shit can we put in here? Mm-hmm. Literally, she's running away with the chauffeur's daughter. Oh, it gets so much crazier than that. And everybody's... <laughs> Got a secret mistress and kissing the maid and, and... I feel like that's normal. I... Was it? You think? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was a certain level of, like... Philandering. The philanderings. <laughs> dipping your fingers in the honey. Um, <laughs> but I... you. <laughs> that one was graphic. Uh-huh. But I... I don't know. Downtown Abbey, it's just... The characters... I I mean Matthew and Mary go the distance but also at this point I don't seem to care because Matthew didn't have legs and now you he's all what? like but now I do and then I Lavinia is all like I'm just going to die I don't know. I just feel like I can't talk about with th- this with you because I am so going to spoil things. Yeah, like, okay. Just with my face reactions as you say things. I'm trying really hard okay. to have a poker face. Okay. I like it. You keep your side <laughs> to yourself and every week, every the next time we have another episode recording, I'll just spill just a little bit more. Okay, and I'll try not to react. <laughs> <laughs> Stone face. Don't ruin it. I. But really, can you do that? 
Like, can you say don't ruin it now that it's been off the air for how many I years? I mean, I don't think you can. Hopefully, oh. people don't start emailing us spoilers for you to read. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, I definitely remember when book five, no, See? six of Harry Potter oh. came out, which we definitely have to get to talking about at some point. But a kid stayed up and, like, read so much of it. I don't know. Um, I like, always bought it at midnight and finished it before I went to bed. Okay, you were that <laughs> kid. Okay, well, then a little Leah stood on the corner of where I lived in Arizona while I was growing up. And it just said Dumbledore dies. And I just remember driving past with my mom and my dad. And I was, like, in the back seat because at that point I'm probably, like, I don't know, 14 or 15 or whatever. Right? Book six? Heck no. You were way older than that. No. So when the first book came out, I was 11, (laughs) which means you were nine. Yes. No, I don't believe it. A hundred percent. Okay. Hold on. We are definitely... Because I was definitely like in college at least. Really? Okay. Harry Potter book release dates. 2007, I guess, was... No, 2007 was the Deathly Hallows, so... That was the last one, yeah? Yeah. So it was the Half-Buff Prince was 05. Yeah. So, so I'd be like... You were in high school. Last year of 15. high school, right? No, I graduated in 07. Oh, okay. So like 15. So 15. Definitely not 12. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 15 in the backseat. But I remember like driving down the road and I had just bought it. Well, no, I hadn't bought it. My dad was so sweet. Woke up. And I woke up and there was a copy in my room. He had gone out and bought it. And I woke up and I was like, Harry Potter. And just started binging. But of course, I'm not you who reads the whole book in the you know day. I felt really good in my literary abilities. <laughs> <laughs> my reading skills to get to like maybe three chapters in. Well, you know why I did that. So my dad was incredibly cheap. And he would never buy books for me. He was like, you need to use (laughs) the the library. library. (laughs) Exactly. But Harry Potter books always get released in the summer. Mm -hmm. And every summer we'd be staying at my grandma's house and I had cousins whose mom would buy them the book when it came out. So we would always go to the midnight release and get them. My cousins are freaking slow readers and, or maybe just average. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't (laughs) hate on us average read speeding people. So anyway, so the only way that I could read it without like, without having to wait like five weeks for them to read it would be as soon as she bought it, they would come home and I would just read it all before I went to bed so that I wouldn't have to wait. Jeez. Because you know, libraries were having a big problem with like Nerd. not buying enough copies. Oh were yeah, no, long for sure. Wait I feel like they're still waitlisted, probably in Arizona for book five or six. But they're all like, one day you'll get it. <laughs> but yeah, totally got it. Driving down the road, it's like the same day that it came out, and somebody just has a. a That's so mean. But yeah, a lot of people a did poster, that. And it was like Dumbledore dies, and I was all like. Just want to hock a loogie, throw a stone out the window, bludgeon. You will be drawed and quartered, sir. Really, to bring it back in British terms. <laughs> so there's there's a real life scandal for you. I oh was God, robbed. I hate those people. Those people are stupid. I mean, I liked to know what was happening and tell people that I knew because I already <laughs> finished it. But I would never actually. Don't be an it. asshole. <laughs> don't, no spoilers. Hashtag don't don't do it. So no one ruined my downtown. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I just feel like you can't expect that. (laughs) But the thing is, is I'm amazed how much I don't know. I don't know anything. 
anything about it. I just kind of went like, that's not for me, but apparently it is because I have definitely Mm -hmm. just gobbled that shit up. I feel like I've had Downton Abbey tea parties in the time that I knew you. Because, I mean, it definitely (laughs) ended within the last, like, you know. Yeah, like handful of years, right? Yeah, yeah. So Mm -hmm. I definitely knew you and didn't invite you. You're because like, you didn't watch it. Yeah, but. I didn't. But then again, I don't watch anything. So actually, I've been watching just way too much British TV since we started this, which is awesome. Because really, is there such a thing as too much no, British TV? There is not. Except for unless people ever watch Lark Rise to Candleford. Is Ooh. that British? I think it is. I don't like it. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. We can just keep going down that road. Let's talk about Scandal. Okay. Scandal. Finally. Finally. We're getting to the point. So we're talking about British scandals today. If you didn't catch, and now that we're like 10 minutes into this, I'm Kate. Oh yeah, I'm Leah. And this is our podcast, The London Fog. Yeah. If you didn't, if you didn't get that. We're, we're, we're still figuring Look out this Look down at your whole... podcasting platform and figure out what we're calling it. Right? You downloaded it. Figure it out yourself. Okay. So... <laughs> My scandal starts on November 21st, 1974. Uh, this is about the Birmingham pub bombings, which uh, actually were the biggest like terrorist threat that England has ever seen until 2005 when they had all of those um, bombings oh, yeah. then. Oh, geez. People go crazy. Mm. you're welcome (laughs) so delicious okay so that was the day of the bombings it actually starts just a couple days before so on november 14th james mcdade a 28 year old uk based member of the provincial ireland republic army was killed in a premature explosion as he attempted to plant a bomb at a telephone and postal sorting office in coventry if that happens, they take McDade's body and they are going to send it back to Belfast. But they find out that nobody in the Belfast airport will touch his body because they do not support what oh. he was doing. So his body gets sent to Dublin and then it's like driven up there. <laughs> so people in Dublin were fine with it. Right, I guess <laughs> Northern Ireland, not so much. The Irish, they're like, all right, whatever. I guess they're used to doing the dirty work. I'm mm-hmm. all for Ireland and Northern Ireland. Continuing. Don't get into that. <laughs> Keep going. <We're, laughs> we won't get on that political side just yet. Um, so, yeah. The way I just looked at it, it was pretty much the Irish. Like, Ireland was like, Northern Ireland, take care of your own shit, but I guess we'll help you out, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so in the early evening hours of the 21st, so that's just a little preface, but important to the all over scandal, Mm -hmm. this James McDade when he died, but in the early evening hours on November 21st at at least three bombs connected to time devices were planted in two separate pubs, the Mulberry Bush and Tavern in the Town. The bombs were concealed in duffel bags. Altogether, 21 people were killed and 182 were injured wow. in Birmingham pub bombings. Um, the third bomb was found on Hagley Road, but it was n- not de- detonated. So, anyway, two days after the bombings, the 
provincial IRA issued a statement saying like they weren't responsible and pretty much everybody was all like this bullshit yeah we know that you are there's just a lot of uprising with we don't want to stay connected so everybody's going all the other ones have been you so why wouldn't this one not be you and they said, well, it wouldn't be us because we are freaking gentlemen. We are gentlemen terrorists because we call before we blow shit up. We call before we're about to kill you. I mean, come on. And so they said, no, 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 it couldn't be us because we didn't make the call. Hmm. And that doesn't back up anything to me. Although that's kind of a thing people do. Just, yeah. Like in, in general, in bombing. So UK, like proper, you know, yeah. like, oh, just FYI, we're about to blow the hell out of you, but we're just giving you a little forenotice. Like, yeah, because, like, the point is to, like, shake things up and be like, see what we can do, but they don't actually want to, like, kill people. Right, right. Cause, like, I guess, yeah, I guess, like, when you're trying to, like, protest something, it's not to be, like, kill people, yeah. but cause a big scene. So, this kind of comes down to now more part of the scandal. So this was, there were six men that were taken into uh, custody and they were dubbed the Birmingham Six. There is Patrick Hill, Gerard Hunter, Richard, this is the one I'm going to kill the name, McClenny? I don't know. There's, it's M-C-L-L-K-E-N-N-Y. McClenny? McClenny? Mickle maybe Kenny. one of those is a capital I. M- maybe. Mickle Kenny. I maybe. Know. I, don't I don't know. know. Jesus. Sorry, Richard. Actually, not no, sorry. You not blew sorry. things up. Yeah. <laughs> so then we have William Power, John Walker, and Hugh Callahan. And they were all originally from Northern Ireland. So on the day of the bombings, they were seen boarding a train at Birmingham New Street Station with tickets to travel to Belfast from Haysham. They were detained at the Haysham port and taken to um, the police station because it looked a little, I guess, suspicious when six Northern Irish men (laughs) go running right after a blow-up detonation. Um, Bombing goes off and they're all trying to flee the country. So yeah, a little suspicious. That a little suspicious. So the police apprehend them. Apprehend? Apprehend? Apprehend. Thank you. Leah's the librarian here. She will keep me on my feet about the words that I use. <laughs> my grammar as well. Um so they had after doing some forensics and some questioning, they had ninety-nine percent certainty that both Patrick Hill and William Power had recently handled explosives. Hmm. John Walker had mass cards printed for the funeral funeral of James McDade, and that was their excuse that they were all going to McDade's funeral up in Belfast. Which is like a bad excuse because you know he got caught with a right, bomb. Like, right? And you're like, oh, we have nothing to do with it. And everybody's bombs. saying, like, oh, but he wasn't the providential IRA. Like, he had nothing to do with it. Like, but all of us members are going to go to his funeral. Right. <laughs> and we all met up on the day that we just blew up. I mean, we didn't blow up any shit. I don't know. Just whatever. Yeah, that makes zero sense. No ridiculous. sense. So upon discovering the cards, two officers that led 
Walker, it's uh, reported that they led Walker into an adjacent room where he was repeatedly, quote, punched, kicked, and later burned with a lit cigarette Ooh. by three officers. Um, Power, Hunter, Hill uh, were also, I guess, assaulted. And the officers who administered these beatings took great care to avoid marking the men's faces. Because <laughs> you have to keep up appearances. I mean... I kind of get it. Well, yeah, they if you're probably start, had like, friends that were injured in the. Yeah, I mean, who really like you get done with work? I don't know what day of the week it is, but let's say it's just even a Wednesday or a mm-hmm. Friday night. Like everybody just meets somewhere. It's happy hour. It's freaking happy hour, and they're all like, "Do British pubs have happy?" Hour? I don't think they have happy hour, <laughs> but that's like our equivalent yeah, 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 in yeah, American yeah. settings, you know, like. Go to happy hour, have a drink or two, kind of unwind after the crazy week, and see your friends go home, you know? But no, these people got freaking yeah. blown up for just going to work, having a normal day. Anyway, so William Power signed a confession saying that he was involved in the bombings. <coughs> um, they This... Confession was extracted out of power uh, since he was ex- uh, subjected to extreme physical and psychological abuse, which included, once again, quoted, repeated kicking in the stomach, head and legs, dragging by the hair, and the stretching of his scrotum. Ugh. I heard some people really like it, but I don't know if everybody likes it. Probably um, not in probably this not manner. They're using it as a torture. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody likes it that much. No one is into that kind of scrotum stretching. Some people are. We oh, should move on from no, this topic. <laughs> Following their transfer to custody, three other members, Callahan, McKinley, and Walker, all also all signed confessions. So then they went to trial. The trial happened. Everything happens. They're convicted. Yeah. Well, then it comes back out. The trial was 45 days. That's a pretty short trial. Yeah. For For something like that. Well, come on. Everybody was ready to, like, put a nail in this coffin. Have it be done. Your friends died. It was a huge travesty. And it's the biggest terrorist attack yeah, that so they had like, seen since like, World War II. some action. And yeah, like, let's just with. wipe it under the rug. Yeah. Um, but on August 29th, 1990, as a result of further fresh evidence, and also that the home... 1990, so that's after... Yeah. After, like, 15 years. Yeah, so okay. it's been... It was 1974, so we're looking at... I don't know. How long is that? 16 years later. 16 years. Good. Good math skills, Leah. Mm-hmm. I can't do math while I read. Your I can't do math. math depre- professor. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said math depressor. <laughs> she depresses all her students. She just depresses the math on them. I mean, that's how I feel. I would be the math depressor. Um, so, home security again looks over the convictions of the Birmingham t- Six and these pub bombings. And between, um, it kind of rolls into March of 1991, they decide to appeal them and they get to walk free. What? Why? Yeah. 
That's the scandal. That's the, the freaking scandal. Because they said the Birmingham Six were squashed <laughs> upon the basis of the police's fabrication of evidence, the suppression of certain evidence, and the unreliability of specific evidence presented at their trial in 1975. Yeah. Um, also, because it came out that they had been tortured to sign oh, the yeah. quote-unquote false confessions, even though it's pretty much known that these guys did it. So when they got out, they must have like changed their names and stuff, right? Because like, nobody's going to... like. They had to. Yeah, I don't know. Here's, okay, and then just caveat on top of already the scandal. Because we know that these six guys did it. Mm-hmm. They went to prison, but they get to go out because somebody got a little angry too fast and yeah. beat the shit out of somebody in the judicial system. Like, I guess had to do their part and walk in and say, yeah, hey, I come mean, on, they did yeah. it, they did it. But here's the other thing. So now they're free. They're out, happy, living lives. Then in, I mean, how old are they? Maybe they're dead. <laughs> no, I looked them up, and they are yeah. still living. Because yeah. they were, like, kind of mid-20s, oh, 30s. they were young. Okay. And then they spent only 17 years. 17 years for 21 lives and 184 people. Ugh. Con- That's yeah. horrible. Nope, nope. Uh, big scandal, though. In 2001, each of those six men, the Burlington Six, were, uh, were given 8,000... And, uh, no, 840,000 pounds. What? So, like, over a million dollars. Yeah. 1.2 million in compensation. Oh. For spending time in prison. That they deserved. Which they deserved. So now, now we have made... Theirs. Yeah, these six terrorists. We have made them millionaires. Uh, and they did it. It's very clear. And then the guy, one guy kind of pops out of the woods just last year on July 10th of 2017, um, calls up Michael Christopher Hayes, and he confesses to being the bomb maker of those bombs. Why did that randomly happen? Right? Well, because he wants like a freaking badge of honor because he said, you know, yes, we made them. I was a part of like the RERA. But we didn't we didn't sanction those bombings because we didn't call first. Remember, we're gentlemen oh, right. because so. no call. We didn't. That wasn't us. And so he said that he personally defused the third bomb, that one that was on Hagley Road that oh. never dented, detonated. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if this is just a crazy ass guy that's all like, hey, no one knows how that one didn't go off. I don't know. I mean, I could kind of see it. Like, I feel like, okay, you're in this big group. They're like ter- of terrorists. Right. <laughs> and somebody's like, hey, we should do this. And somebody else is like, no, we shouldn't do it. Like, let's, you know, make a different plan. And then right. you're like a young, stupid 20-something-year-old. And you're like, I'm going to do it anyway. Right. And, you know. No phone call. Yeah. Screw know. etiquette. Yeah. So, yeah. There is my scandal. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. It is a downer. It's a major downer because it's a scandal that everybody knows. Everybody knows who did it. They're yeah. free and roaming. And not only that, your government had to turn around and give them 1.2 million pounds each to be like, sorry about putting you in prison for killing all those people and I guess burning you with a cigarette and stretching your scrotum. What a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
that is a downer. What a downer. Okay, I'm ready for yours. Tell uh, me a little scandal. Okay, so for me... Scandal's just a fancy way to say good gossip. For me, yeah. I feel like when I think of scandals, yeah, I just no. think of sex. Okay, <laughs> yes. So, also, very true. So well, mine had scrotum in it. I also so, just can't stop saying the word because it's weird. Sorry, this is going to have all yeah, this like gotta, tink, tink, tink. You gotta stop that. No, just kidding. I'm sorry, you know it makes it more authentic. Um, tea. Uh, so mine is about Edward the Seventh, Albert right. Edward. Yes. Um, so he. So I kind of got this idea from the last one that you did, or maybe it was a few ago. I don't know yeah, about right. Queen Victoria and Prince Albert mm. because um, Edward was their son. Uh. Anyway, so he was king from um, 1901 to 1910. So only for like nine years. He was born in 1841. Um, he's known for being the most promiscuous monarch of modern times. Which, okay, I'm like, of <laughs> modern times? Mo- yeah, when does like, modern times start in yeah. British standards? Because y'all have had some pretty promiscuous... <laughs> I mean, he didn't become king until 1901, so okay. that's pretty modern. That's modern. I guess this just makes me want to look into, like, former promiscuous monarchs, right? <laughs> right? Like, there were more promiscuous ones. Um, so he's really famous for being the longest-serving prince of Wales until last year. Charles, Charles surpassed him oh. as the longest serving. Thing. Oh, Charles. Um, but during his mother's reign, Queen Victoria's reign, he was excluded from political power. And so he kind of just became known for being like fashionable, leisurable man the around ladies town. Man. Yeah. Um, so he basically was a huge disappointment to Victoria and Albert. He kind of just, like, drifted around and did nothing and just took his pleasure wherever. So it says his twin loves of women and excessive consumption would earn him the nickname Edward the Caresser among his contemporaries. Oh, what a terrible name. <laughs> I know, right? Also, like, gross. Edward the Caresser? The Caresser. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, he was, like, pretty much doing nothing. Uh and what he really wanted to do was he wanted to have a career in the British Army, but his mom was against that, which I kind of see because he's like heir to the throne. Heir to the throne. But like nowadays, she's probably I hoping feel like... that he cleans up his ways like any other mother would. And yeah, but like I feel like nowadays, like heir to the throne, like Prince William, whatever, you always go into the military because yeah, yeah. eventually you're going to be head of the military. Yeah, didn't William and both Henry like join? Yeah, him? yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Everyone does now. Everybody does. Um, it. So get on board, Birdie. Yeah, yeah. So he, um, so his mom sends him to Germany, like to learn some military maneuvers, supposedly. But really, she wanted him to meet Princess Alexandra of Denmark, um, because Victoria and Albert had already decided that he should marry Princess Alexandra. I love it. Uh, so, so they Do meet. It. Set up your children. Yeah, they meet um, because I guess. His, his older sister introduces them. And, you know, he likes her. They were friendly. The meeting goes well. Blah, blah, blah. You know how it goes. So, um, after that, <laughs> Prince Albert, like, while they're waiting to plan the wedding and everything. Or not Prince Albert, sorry. Bertie. So Bertie. Prin- King, King Edward goes by Bertie when he's young. Right. Let's just call him Bertie. Get yeah, it yeah. straight. Yeah. So, Bertie. Albert is father. Bertie is son. Yeah, so Prince Albert is like, listen, 
sorry, Victoria, but Bertie's doing nothing with his life. So we're going to send him to the army for a little while. So he gets sent to an army camp in Ireland. Okay. Um, supposedly to shape him up, but really... Some discipline, some good routine, a schedule. Yeah. That Put on some work. muscle. <laughs> it doesn't work because since he's you know, the Prince of Wales, he's already an officer when he gets sent there. Mm -hmm. Like, they just make him an officer for doing nothing. Um, And so, when he gets there, his fellow officers arrange for an actress named Nellie Clifton to be smuggled into his quarters. So, so Prince Bertie, he is a really good uh, diary writer, just like his parents. You know, Mm -hmm. they loved to write. So, in his diary in 1861, these are some (laughs) of his entries. September 6th, NC, first time. September 9th, NC, second time. Oh, jeez. September 10th, NC, third time. So, that goes on. Oh, the notches in your bedpost do not need to be written down, people. Well, I mean, I I guess I kind of want to see these diary entries. Like, how much detail is there? Like, is he really just writing, like, NC first time, or does he keep... You know, elaborating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Also, I mean, I feel like the the first time I could understand writing down. Do you really need to write down every consecutive time? I don't know. Well, I guess by this point, how old is he? I mean, he's only like 19. So it's like really his first time. I got into a girl's pants. Yeah. Up her petticoats. Yeah. So, you know, he's doing all these crazy things. And his dad, Prince Albert, writes to him and (laughs) says, I, I wrote, I knew you were thoughtless and weak, but I could not think you depraved. Oh, Albert, he's such a romantic. I know. So they bring Bertie home, and Albert's concerned, so he takes Bertie for a long walk in the rain to discuss his indiscretion. I mean, really, I only will figure out my life if somebody takes me on a long walk in the rain. Yeah, like... Could you just have sat inside? Right. I don't know. I don't know. So a few weeks later, after this long walk, Albert is dead. Oh, that's right. I forgot about yes, this. Yes, Officially due to typhoid fever, which he probably... Supp- Contracted, yeah. walking out in the rain, yeah. trying to shape up your asshole kid, being yeah. like, keep it in your pants, you're royal. But Victoria believes that actually it was Bertie's lifestyle that broke Albert's heart, and that's why he died. So she never forgave her son. She was inconsolable. She wore mourning for the rest of her life and blamed Edward Forever. And that's a long time because she reigned for like another 40 years. Yeah. To be like, I hate you. Yeah, I know, right? She wrote a le- in a letter to her eldest daughter, she wrote, I never can or shall look at him without a shudder. I know. I mean, I think that Albert was only like 42 or something. Yeah. Like, he was young. Um, also a little young to be like dying of a broken heart because his son's having too much sex. Also like, what I thought. That makes zero sense. Right. I mean, shape up dad. You knew it was going to happen. Yeah. You know, like, Eventually on. your son is going to have sex. Maybe that was a bit too much. Right. You thought it was going to be with the Danish you? princess or whatever she was from, Germany, but yeah. it didn't work out. Yeah. But, so Victoria, like, you know, is worried about his impropriety. And so he actually, she actually makes sure that Bertie and Alexandra get married off really quickly. Okay. So they're like awesome. immediately married to like hide the scandal, right? Even though I'm sure nobody else was like, oh, Bertie killed his dad with his sex. Like, I don't know. And that poor princess is like, awesome, I get this guy. <laughs> I know. What a delight. Right. I'll be queen I, of England. Maybe she doesn't know. She's like over in Denmark. I don't know. Right. Just so out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because she marries him, she moves to England, and the prince becomes 
even more of a partier. So he like frequently goes to Paris. He's a regular at the Moulin Rouge. Oh. Um, his, his he had many many mistresses, uh, which his wife, who was apparently really beautiful, Princess Alexandra, was beautiful. She tolerated it probably because she had no choice. Right. Um, she was pretty Stupid. irritated. Um, he had one of his famous uh, mistresses was Jenny Churchill, Winston's mother. That's right. No, I mean I need to look that not up. Know like, that. was that before she was his mother? After she was his mother? I don't know. We need oh to. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we'll into look that. into that. Yeah. So, and one of the huge scandals with his mistress—I'm sure they all were scandals—but in 1870 there was a huge scandal. It was called the Mordaunt case because Sir Charles Mordaunt. Um, brought a divorce against his wife because, like, back then you had to get, like, approval from Parliament to get divorced. Right. Um, and he had the Prince of Wales subpoenaed because she confessed to having, quote, done wrong with the prince. Um, yeah. Uh, there was some some guy that was famous. I don't know. His name, Sir Henry Ponsby, wrote, London was black with the smoke of burnt confidential letters. Ooh. Scandal. Um, scandal. Yeah, so for the last 20 years of his life, of Bertie's life, he just had one mistress. He finally settled down to one mistress. I don't just know why one. he couldn't have picked his wife. Right? That's an idea. Keep yeah. it in your pants, Bertie. Yeah. Ugh, um gross. Yeah. <laughs> so he, um, his last mistress was Mrs. Keppel. Um, so another, another lady, I don't know who, what she was, but Lady Sutherland wrote that he had, he was a much pleasanter man since he changed mistresses. So like Mrs. Keppel was known for like making him a happier guy. Um, by the time he started, he took up with her, the queen had already nicknamed him Tum Tum because he was so fat. (laughs) (laughs) Which also apparently like in Paris, one of those places like the Moulin Rouge, there was like a special sex chair of his because he was so fat. He needed a special sex chair. No, 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 no. Fat sex chair. (laughs) Stretched scrotum. (laughs) I know, right? So when when Bertie, at this point King Edward, when he's dying, um, Alexandra invites Mrs. Keppel to be in the room with him when he dies. So he's in there. She's in there with her and the king. Yeah. Um, and, she, and Alexandra says to her, I'm sure you always had a good influence over him. Um, and this is the interesting fact, right. is Mrs. Keppel... The mistress of the former longest prince of Wales is the great grandmother of Camilla Parker Bowles, the mistress of well, well not mistress, wife now, former <laughs> mistress, former mistress of the new longest serving prince of Wales. Wait, okay, just because like that took me like aback. One more time, connection. This is her granddaughter, great granddaughter, great great granddaughter of the same woman that was a mistress. Yes. To Bertie. Oh my gosh. Yes. Although, Ugh. I just have to say. How can, like, like that's like a deja vu, like a crinkle in time we have folded over to have something that is such the same as, I mean, that was a really long time ago. I know. But <laughs> Alice Keppel was, like, pretty hot. So. So you could see it? I, I mean, I could see. Do you look up a picture of her and be like, 
All right. Well, I th- I think we should post it on our Instagram so everyone can see. I feel like uh, Camilla not as hot as her great grandma, like when she was young. You oh know? my gosh, she is beautiful. Which then I'm like, why is she taking up with this king that people are calling Tum Tum? Yeah, <laughs> come on. I don't know. We need to Google a picture of him and post that too. Post side um, by sides. Yeah, oh. but so the only thing that Edward did that wasn't so... Uh, well, I'm sure he did other good things, yeah, but... Yeah, give me something to, like, be, like, Bertie, did you amount to anything in life? Yeah, so his mom never really let him have an active role in running the country, which I think was stupid, because he's if he's going to be king, like... Well, yeah, you so should you let, kind you of should, wondering... like, train him. Yeah, if it was, like, a parenting flaw, like, no offense, big fan of the V&A, but... Like, if you tell a kid, like, no, you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't do yeah. that, I think that will only lead them down, like, two roads, drugs and sex, right? Exactly. <laughs> so. so, yeah. But, so, the one thing that he did, because he couldn't do anything else, was he kind of, like, as he was the Prince of Wales, he kind of, like, pioneered, like, what the royalty kind of does now, that when we get to see them, is he, like, he opened you know, a tunnel. He opened the Tower Bridge in 1894. Like, he would go to, like, events and be, like, the royal. Like, yeah, you know, like, like, the Queen and Meghan just recently went to, like, open, ah, crap, what were they opening? I don't know, a couple days ago. They went to open something. But, you know, like, this, he kind of started that, like, the royals being more public and, like, going to these, like, charity events to, like, do stuff. So that's, like, one good thing he brought us. But mostly he was just... He himself was a major scandal, and Just a really it's probably tum, lucky he tum, was tum. only king for nine years. <laughs> oh no! I'm definitely looking up Birdie Tum Tum. <laughs> yeah, and it just picked up pictures of Barry Tums, <laughs> so that didn't work out. Um, that is so unfortunate. Oh, uh, well, scandal. Yeah. I mean, really, was it going to end happy? Is there ever a scandal that ends up happy? I mean, that was, like, happier than your scandal. Because it... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like... Scandal. Like, Princess Di. That was a major scandal. scandal But the people were, like, so behind her that I think after she got out of, like, the marriage, I think people were more happy than while she was princess. You know? Yeah. Like, they were like, oh... So I want to say that's almost a scandal that almost has a twist. Mind you, within, what, three years she died? Yeah, something Something like like that. that. Yeah, very, very soon after. So soon. We can talk about that another day. Princess die. Oh. Well, I loved talking about juicy gossip. You know what? Now that I think about it, the last time we talked, I also had a sex scandal in my story. Apparently, all my stories are just going to have sex scandals. I think they're all going to lead that way because the thing is, is like... That's just no offense once we start getting, like, followers that will let us know where they're from. British history, all good history has sex as the core of it most of the time. That's true. Sex and violence. Let's talk about violence soon. No. Well, you kind of already did. That was sad. Violence! violence. Let's talk about happy violence. Is there happy violence? Is there happy violence? We'll find out and let you know, right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we have some upcoming themes and topics topics to talk about yeah. i don't know what we're talking about next um, what should we talk about i think that 
aren't we going to have a little throwback to the royal wedding? Is that what we're going to oh, do? Oh, yeah, we definitely. Because we just need to talk that out. Yeah, no, for sure. Because it'll start to get, like, too far away and people will be like, you guys are too far behind. Yeah, like, why are you talking about this now? But I think but people still want to But we some episodes so people know that we're just not another podcast talking about strictly just the royals. Because though that's fun and we will go back to that a lot. Yeah. There's just so much fascinating culture out there that we need to cover. Yeah. But until next time. <laughs> right? Did you enjoy my my sexy, sultry voice because I've coughed so much? You didn't cough as much as I thought you would. Okay. All right. I've enjoyed it. I hope you guys have too. <laughs> All right. Well, so send us an email. Send us an email. Follow us on Instagram. Find us on Twitter. All of that jazz. Yeah, We're no, figuring we things. Probably use Twitter. Still out. <laughs> but we are really having just a good time figuring out this podcast life. So we have that Instagram at the, the London, London Fog, Fog Podcast. Podcast. And our Twitter is the London Fog Pod. Or no, London Fog Pod. You know what? Just go to Instagram and then it'll link you to everything. <laughs> it'll else. link you there. Yeah, we don't need to tell everybody every time. Yeah. You guys we'll get know. that. We're learning, guys. We're also you get it. You we're get gonna it. figure it out just slowly. We have thirty six followers. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're up to thirty six guys. Oh, we're so cool. Okay. It's um... getting there. People will know how awesome it is to listen about random British stuff. Yeah. So we will From talk week to you to week. next time. Yeah. Remember to just keep it in your pants. I feel like that was a yeah, big that's theme. that's the theme. Keep it in your pants. Don't bomb people. Don't bomb people. And cheers. 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 <laughs>